Previously, when we were talking about natural intelligence, you had brought up this concept, the human coordination problem. And I got interested mm -hmm. and curious about wanting to dive in more about just that. Just what is that? What is the human coordination problem? And, and how does that fit into everything we're talking about? So something that strikes me about the human coordination problem is that it's a new way to describe or point at the problems of the world and humanity right now. Right. In my mind, it's relatively new in terms of thinking about mm -hmm. the source of humanity's problems. Yeah. So our master thesis is that we don't think there's a human nature problem. We think that there's a problem with something that's happening to us that's unnatural. And then in our natural state, we are designed to do this thing we're calling coordination. And it's only in some something like this unnatural state or some other state that is not what nature selects for life, something else going wrong, that's more the state we're in. And I think some people would say that humans are like a cancer on the planet. Like that's our nature. Humans are like cancer on the planet. Our idea of cancer has been that you mess up something inside the cell and it turns into this self-serving free agent that just consumes and grows and has no other mind beyond just mindless consumption and growth and can't coordinate the body, doesn't contribute, doesn't play along, you know, a cell somehow decides to go rogue and it becomes cancer. And, and now you've got a whole species gone rogue and that's us and we're a cancer. Mm -hmm. So that's one way we, we think about ourselves by our nature, a cancer. So that's what's breaking up our ability to coordinate. That's why we just don't work with nature because we're a cancer on nature. And now we look at very exciting, cutting edge research, looking at cells and what do they do to coordinate how do they come together to form new life forms? It's the xenobot research. Basically, they take little embryo cells that are on their way to become a frog, and they can sculpt them into different shapes and move them together. And these things will learn how to coordinate together to start moving around and do other things that life does. So it's the cell's nature to figure out how to coordinate, even without kind of the genetics that they absolutely know they're making a frog. So they're doing all this work on understanding, basically getting at this question of how does life coordinate? What happens? And so what's really exciting is one of the things they did is they took cells that are genetically designed to create tumors to be cancer. Basically, what they learned is that there are signals, patterns that cells get that tell it what to do. And in this lab, if they supply those patterns, they can tell cells what to do. So they can supply that signal and tell cells what to do. Like they can make cells coordinate. So they've been able to take a cancer cell, a cell that was designed to be a cancer and just crank up the signal to tell it what to do, make the mm. signal louder. This is what you need to do. And it stops it from becoming cancer. Yeah. And the hypothesis there that we're also saying is that it's a signal problem. It's an information problem. When we can't coordinate, it's not intrinsic to us. It's that we aren't getting the information we need somehow to understand how to coordinate. Even though it's in our cognitive system, we're an expression of it, you also have to think about it as predominantly existing between living things. I like the example of the hummingbird and the flower. We tend to think of just the animal side of it, but there's the plant doing the its own part of the coordination as well. So yeah, this idea of it being something to do with others or other things in the environment. Yeah, sharing information, sharing signal, kind of an understanding of what is needed and what is offered. And then somehow being able to adapt and adjust and the whole internal, everything they do around that, be able to adapt to that signal. Now, if we take humans as needing to coordinate, 
if you take that analogy and say that that should still apply even at collections of cells such as ourselves mm-hmm. and other life, it would seem as though the breakdown in our ability to coordinate with the planet is a breakdown somehow in the quality of information we're taking in and giving out. So that's a really big deal because that's something we know basically how we take in and put out information that's through language. So now that naturally points at, which we're going to get into later, very much of, okay, now let's start examining language. Can we find anything in language, the way language is used? Is there any Mm -hmm. signal we can find that consistently will break down? And now we know what that breakdown looks like in our organism. That breakdown looks like at least one form of it looks like capture in one of our attention systems such that we are no longer able to attune to or ground into reality. We can't get the signal from reality because the attentional system that can do that, that can ground into a whole, that can check our thinking and reveal what's reality through coordination is offline. And I feel like there's one more point that I think is a big deal to have asserted, which is what is reality in this model. You know, we said people get caught in unrealistic models. Things obviously don't make any sense in reality. So what are we talking about when we talk about reality and how's reality blend into this idea of natural intelligence? Is it really about everyone has their own reality? Now, this is a criticism people have. Mm-hmm. This is our, this is the classic problem of postmodern view. Everyone has their own reality. If you, if you just let in people's direct experience of reality, it's going to be all over the map and it's completely imagined. Reality is up to you to make up you create your own reality, even to an extreme. There's many people that completely believe that that reality is completely plastic and construed by our attention system in any way, arbitrarily. I think we're saying something very important about the quality of natural intelligence. It's not any old way. Even though all you know is the signal coming to you, what touches you when you're in a coordinated system that's functioning, living, thriving, you don't get to know out there. You only get to know what hits you, but that's still going to be somehow in agreement with everyone else's reality. Like, how does that work? I want to start to introduce the idea that how sophisticated our minds are, that we all agree on our senses. Like when you're with somebody, we agree on what we hear. We agree on what we taste. We agree on what we touch. We agree on what we see. We agree on what we smell. We think it's weird if people smell two different things or see two different things or feel two different things to be different. So without even realizing it, we have a whole reality that we count on completely agreeing on all the time when we actually compare linguistically. Do you see what I see? Do you hear what I hear? If we don't, we fix that. There's a problem and we Mm -hmm. adjust. So that same machinery, when, when you look around the world and you see all this complexity, the fact that it's stable and we agree on all the colors, we agree on all the shapes, things don't move around unless you're on drugs, things are stable, we can count on it. Rock solid. Like this has the capacity to create a rock solid reality that we all agree on. So we know that's possible with our direct senses. So then the question is, what happens? And I'll leave this again, like this better left at this stage as a question to the listener. What's happening when we move away from that? such that we can start disagreeing on everything. What's the mechanism by which we start disagreeing on everything? And then what would be the mechanism to bring us back to agreement? 
it's at least agreeing that we see the same things. We don't have to agree on what we want. We don't have to agree on what we like. We don't have a problem disagreeing with what we want and what we like. We don't think that's weird. I like this art and you don't, or I like this song and you don't. We think that's natural. It'd be weird if we did agree on everything. And so in that way, that's where our natural intelligence is not broken down. That's where it's still working. Coordination is still working. So obviously I touched on something really big there, just a, a teaser about reality and that deserves its own exploration. So for now, leaving people with a couple questions of how does the coordination problem blend into this idea of reality, shared reality, right. shared truth and information. That's what we're pointing right. at. And now we're going to come back to the meat of the doing of the coordination, which is what we're getting at, which is really exciting is some progress here on where might we look for the breakdown? 